Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie Show on You Supported Real Life Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie. And it's Monday. <laughs> I hope you had a wonderful weekend. It was uh, a busy one for us down here in South Louisiana. Hot, too. Oh, my goodness, was it hot. We traveled to uh, Baton Rouge yesterday. It's about an hour away from us to visit uh, my in-laws, my wife's parents, and to uh, to show off the baby. You know, it's all all new, all good stuff here at this time. You know, new baby, uh, Zelly, and uh, very excited. I've got some news for you today. Talking about. Uh, Blessed Louie and Zelly Martin. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, We also um, are going to talk a little bit about pizza. And I have some voice feedback I want to share with you. I'm just having a little technical difficulty here. I'm going to have to try to work on that maybe during the break or figure out, you know, maybe you can pray for a miracle and see if uh, if this will actually work the way it's supposed to work, you know. Sometimes we have those little technical difficulties, those uh, gremlins, maybe, uh, not only technologically, but also in life. I mean, some, don't you feel like that sometimes, that uh, maybe your brain is having technical difficulties? <laughs> it's Monday morning. I'm telling you, I feel like that. I feel like I have three hours that I can't account for. I don't know what happened. It was just me trying to get myself organized for the day is what it was, I believe. Uh, but exciting times, exciting times. Um, you know, we, we uh, you're listening to the Catholic Foodie Show here on You Supported Real Life Radio. Uh, I always uh, say I like to start the show by reminding you that uh, although it's just me over here uh, talking to you, that I, I just love when you become part of the conversation. You can do that. You can always call and leave voice feedback. Just leave a voice message. Uh, you call the voice feedback line at 985 6354 985-635-4974. You call that number any hour of the day or night, any hour of the day or night, and leave a message. And uh, and I can play it here on the show. And my friend Angela Cialana did call that number yesterday and left a message. And I'm going to try to pull that up a little bit later on the show. Um, I'm having that technical difficulty I I told you about, but I've got good news. There's another way that you can be part of the show. You can always call the actual live show number, and that number is 855-949-1380. You can call that right now if you wanted to, and you can give me a little jingle and say, hey, Jeff, how you doing? Let me tell you what's going on in my kitchen, and I would love to hear it. Uh, you know, speaking of kitchens, let's let's talk about uh, uh, kitchens just for a few minutes here. Um, you know, I said we went to Baton Rouge yesterday, and we did. If you recall, on Friday, I did a show on grilling, which uh, was grueling, <laughs> if you think about it. You know, I've, I've not had the, the best history with grills and grilling in, in, in the past, and I, I readily admit that. There's a lot of things in life I can learn about, and uh, I can always get better at grilling. And I think the thing of it is, and I, I, I was talking to someone after the show uh, about this, I think really it boils down to temperature. It boils down to being able to maintain a certain temperature. You know, if I'm cooking on a stove, I can regulate that temperature pretty pretty easily. Uh, if I'm cooking in an oven, it's got a thermometer. I can set it at a certain temp and it will it will maintain that temperature. The only challenge with an oven is that when you open an oven, 
you are allowing the the uh, the hot the heat to to escape, and uh, it may take a little bit of time for that oven to reach the the temperature you have it set at. Uh, but that's you know there are things that you can do to rectify that. When I make pizzas at home, as an example, I use a baking steel instead of a stone. And the steel, quarter inch thick piece of steel, it not only does it retain heat, it actually conducts heat uh, and, and helps my oven to not only stay at the temperature it's supposed to stay at, but it actually can make my oven hotter than it's supposed to be, which is really good uh, if you're making um, several pizzas back to back. That can be very helpful. Um, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. Did I mention to you yet that it's Monday morning? Uh, I don't know about uh, about you, but uh, Monday Mondays are always those kind of days yeah, for me uh, coming off the weekend. Uh, but we're talking about uh, temperature. That was my point. My point is uh, on a stove, the oven, easy to maintain. Uh, if I am frying something on the stove, frying uh, is difficult. It's difficult because it's difficult to maintain the temperature of the oil. Uh, when you put something into hot oil to, to fry, whether that is catfish on a Friday in Lent or even throughout the year, since we are, you know, invited by the U.S. bishops to uh, uh, to abstain from meat throughout the year. It's not mandatory, but it's, it's an invitation. But uh, I think here in the United States, there's there's a lot, we have a lot to pray about, a lot to pray for, and uh, and also to, I think, make sacrifices. And, and abstaining from meat on Fridays is a wonderful, it has a historical uh, bearing for us. Uh, first of all, it's a historical precedent, and we do it during Lent. And so it makes sense. It makes sense, you know, to offer that as a sacrifice and to add that to our prayers for life, for marriage, and for um, uh, just for the, the the religious liberty that we have in this country. We want to maintain that. Uh, you know, frying with oil, as I was saying, though, if I'm doing fried fish on Fridays, if I'm doing hush puppies, because, you know, we love hush puppies down here in South Louisiana, little uh, cornmeal uh, mixed with some onions, some uh, some chives or uh, chopped green onions, a uh, little salt, a little pepper. Some people like to put a little sugar in there, a little cayenne, a little sugar, maybe make them a little sweet. Um, and we fry those little balls of, of cornmeal uh, and hot oil. And boy, they're good. Some people put butter. I mean, that's traditionally you put butter on those little hush puppies and eat them up. And, uh, but some folks, you know, even me as a kid, I, I always dipped them in ketchup, believe it or not. Crazy, crazy stuff we do when we're kids, right? But the oil, you put some fish in the oil, hot oil, you put some hush puppies in the hot oil, what's going to happen? Immediately, immediately, that oil, the temperature of the oil is going to drop. And uh, it's on a hot stove. It's going gonna, it's gonna to heat back up. It's going to heat back up. You're going to see the things that you're cooking, right? When you put them in the oil, what they do, they sink to the bottom. And then as they start to actually cook, they will float to the top. They float to the top. Uh, so the problem with that is that then when you add your, your next uh, ingredients, uh, the next round of uh, fish or hush puppies to the oil, what's going to happen? Well, first of all, that oil is hotter now than when you started. And then uh, it, it's going to it's going to drop again in temp. So it's a constant battle. It's a, it's like a was that a seesaw? When you were a kid, did you ever do that? You and your friend get on a seesaw and you try to like balance it out, try to keep it perfectly in the middle. Uh, it's challenging to do, you know, very challenging. And that's, that's what happens when you're cooking on uh, with hot oil. You're trying to balance out um, that heat to maintain it. Same thing in the oven. And it's really the same thing on 
the grill. You know, uh, we did grill yesterday. My mother-in-law uh, grilled, actually. She is uh, an expert at it. Uh, she came out at one point. We're in the pool with the kids, uh, just chilling on a sunny summer afternoon. And uh, it was uh, it was hot. It was really, really hot. But she came out at one point. She says, well, you know, uh, are you, you going to help me with the, with the grilling, you know? And I'm thinking to myself... What is she talking about? I mean, I'd love to to stand there and you know watch her and and try to learn some more. Uh, but she she uh, she was wanting me to to take over. In the end, though, uh, my son Christopher uh, helped her out at the grill, and uh, it just I mean, she's just amazing because she knows just kind of she knows her grill first of all. She knows the you know every grill's different. Every grill has personality, and, and one side of the grill may be hotter than the other. You may have hot spots in different areas, and uh, she knows the intricacies. The ins and outs of her own grill, but she also just knows how to do it. She knows how how meat cooks and uh, and does an excellent job. Seasons the meat. And I know one thing that I learned from her uh, years ago is that when you're going to grill something, to um, you know, we let the meat come to room temperature. She'll take that meat out hours in advance, and we'll season it, and maybe a couple hours, uh, in a, a maybe an hour to two hours. Let's put it that way. Uh, season it really well, and just just leave it there in the kitchen. And um, it's usually at room temperature by the time it goes on the the grill, and that makes a difference because you're not putting cold food on a hot grill. You're putting something that is room temperature on there, and uh, the meat uh, comes out uh, medium. You know, just perfectly medium, kind of closer to the medium, almost over to the medium rare side, but not 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 too much. Just perfect. And she she grilled steaks yesterday, T-bone steaks, bone-in T-bone steaks. Love bone-in because it helps. Uh, first of all, it helps that the the meat to to retain its uh, its juiciness. Right, that's uh, really good. It's all, it helps with the flavor too. So bone-in T-bones, and she had some little lamb chops there too, and uh, put that on the grill. Put those on the grill, and we had a little smorgasbord. We also had a uh, uh, a Cornish hen that was in the uh, in the in the in the oven. She did it in the oven. That was a lot of a lot of fun. But it was interesting, you know, because not only did we uh, grill and it was it was wonderful. Everything, of course, my, my mother-in-law is an excellent cook, and uh, everything that she made was was fantastic. And we thoroughly enjoyed it. Not only do we have have that, but one of the things that they, my in-laws, one of the things they like to do is they like to leave the, the television on in the kitchen. Usually the volume is either muted or it's it's down kind of low, but they have a big screen TV. It's over the fridge and the freezer uh, right there kind of on the wall. And and they'll have it on Food Network. Food Network's on that house all the time. And, and it's good and bad. And I tell you, I've talked about this before on the show. Um, I, I honestly, and I don't know, if you can, if you differ in opinion, let me know. I'd love to, to know what you think. But I have a hard time with the uh, the competition shows, you know, Food Network. First of all, I, I grew up in a sense watching Food Network. I love, I mean, I was already older, much older, but but I loved watching the, the, the shows of learning how to cook. And you had Emerald teaching you stuff. You had all the, Rachel Ray. You had all these different chefs, you know, uh, Good Eats on, on uh, with Alton Brown. Love that stuff. Uh, wonderful. But the, the, sh- the shows like, you know, Today the shows are so different, so different. It's all competition, and but there was on yesterday. I mean, you can't help but see it. And uh, we had a, a local boy here from uh, Baton Rouge, uh, Jay Dakota, who is uh, on one of the, the competition shows right now on on Food Network. And I can maybe tell. I think it's Chopped. I have to tell you a little bit more about that uh, after the break. You know, you are listening to the Catholic Foodie Show here on You Supported Real Life Radio. We do have to take a break, but we'll be back. 
in just a minute. Feels like Monday morning to me, but it's actually Monday afternoon. <laughs> I guess that's how it works, huh? Well, you know, we do say that uh, Real Life Radio is you-supported. You know, you-supported. And uh, I don't know if you know what that means or not. Uh, it's a good thing. Uh, you know, hopefully, 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 it piques your curiosity when we say that Real Life Radio is you-supported. And if it does, you know, you can always find out why we say it and how it benefits you by going to realliferadio.com and clicking on the Care to Share link. All the mysteries of the universe will be revealed to you, and uh, you will be enlightened. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome stuff. That's, that's a joke, by the way. Uh, you, you, you will at least know all, how you benefit from this being you supported. <laughs> RealLifeRadio.com. Click on the Care to Share link. Now, during the break, I, I was able to sort of, sort of, kind of get this voice feedback thing fixed here. Uh, now, I just need to figure out how to um, move it from one computer to another. So I'm going to work on that. It may have to be a little bit later in the show, uh, which is kind of crazy. You know, these little technical difficulty things are so much fun. So much fun. I'm going to see if I can uh, move this thing over right now. But you know, I was t- I was saying uh, before the break that we were in, in Baton Rouge uh, um, on uh, yesterday, just having a, a nice little relaxing uh, afternoon, uh, being with family, uh, bringing the baby, you know, showing the baby off, which is uh, one thing I have noticed, by the way, and I wanted to tell you this, I, you know, we look at our country, we look at um, the, the, the polemics that go on in our, in our country. It's, it's, uh, it's very easy to almost feel hopeless sometimes, you know, and uh, you see, you see people who are fighting for rights on, uh, on many different issues and, and, and the right to life being one of them. And uh, when you see the, the incredible uh, number of people who uh, support the, the pro-choice uh, agenda, if you're, if you're pro-life, you know, it, it may be kind of, uh, it, well, disheartening, first of all, but almost kind of make you feel like, um, um, I don't know, hopeless, you know, hopeless in a way. And, but I will tell you something that has been that I have noticed over the last month since the birth of of Zelly, uh, that has been so refreshing and so awesome and so beautiful to see. And that is the fact that when we're out in public, uh, it doesn't matter where we are. Zelly is like a baby magnet. I mean, well, she is the baby, but she's like this people magnet, I guess. I mean, people just love babies. And so when you look at it from a political perspective, you may think, well, these people are, you know, they're inhuman, <laughs> they're awful, they're, they're, they're for abortion and, and they're, you know, they, they hate life. And, but it's not, it's not necessarily that way. 
You know, I think a lot of times we're all wounded, we're all hurt, we're all broken, and uh, our own sinfulness is is always typically, I, I guess you could say, um, our own. We're all we're all we are our own worst enemies, right? All of us, and uh, it's our sinfulness that oftentimes gets in the way, and uh, our brokenness that that does that. And so, um, people who differ from in, in opinion from us aren't aren't necessarily monsters. They aren't necessarily inhuman or, uh, uh, demon, demonized kind of people, right? They're, they're just, they're hurt and broken just like we are. And, uh, and I think that's a very important, very important to remember. And, and I see that I have seen that, uh, over the last month, just being in public and, and people flock around a baby, just ooing and on all over this little baby. And, uh, it is so refreshing to see. It is so good to see. And, um, it really is a, a, a source of, uh, a source of hope. Uh, I've been very, very impressed by that. Now here's the part of the problem, folks. I got to tell you part of the problem here that I'm experiencing at this very moment is simply the fact that I'm male, you know? Uh, there's a buzzword that we have had, uh, going for years in the business world, this buzzword being, uh, multitasking, right? Multitasking. And, uh, whoever came up with that word obviously was female, uh, cause females can kind of do that, you know, um, just, just by nature males. On the other hand, we continually tend to, uh, beat ourselves up because we can never really uh, multitask quite as well as we think we're supposed to. And a long time ago, I had my uh, ideal there of multitasking just just crushed and realized that uh, I can only do one thing at a time, like talk. I can't talk and move a file over from one computer to the other. It just doesn't doesn't work that way. But I'm going to try to do this. If you would bear with me just a minute, I really do want to play this feedback for you. And this is real, real radio, folks, on Real Life Radio. I'm going to reach over here and plug this thing in here. If I, uh, there we go. I could have played a little music for you or something, but uh, it's done. Anyway, uh, Angela, Angela Cialana did play, uh, did, did call and leave some voice feedback. I do want to share with you. And, you know, it's, it, I, I think I mentioned this on Friday. Uh, we had, I was interviewed uh, by the Pilgrim Center of Hope in San Antonio last week. Excellent, excellent interview. I know that it's supposed to be available online. Um, I don't know if it was, if it's there yet. It, on Friday, I wanted to leave it in the show notes for you on the show, but uh, it, it hadn't been posted yet. I think it was has something to do with just summer schedules, which is fine. I mean, that's, uh, that's life, right? Um, summer schedules, we're, we're dealing with that too in our own household. Uh, but one of the things that, um, uh, I really want to do is, is share that link with you. I think that the conversation I had with, uh, with Mary was, was, it was encouraging, first of all. It was eye-opening, and I think it, it would be very beneficial to the listeners of the Catholic Foodie Show to, to be able to hear that. And uh, I, I have toyed with the idea of even trying to share some uh, clips from that with you. Uh, I think it would be be very good. Now, if all has worked, then you should be hearing Angela's voice right now. And guess what? <laughs> You don't hear it. Technical difficulties, folks, but that's okay. That is okay. 
So we're going to move on and uh, we'll have to come back to that. You know, one of the things that I want to, uh, uh, that I thought we could talk about today is uh, something that is very near and dear to my heart and uh, that is pizza. I don't know if you like pizza. I love pizza. Pizza is one of my uh, favorite foods. And uh, I do have a, an interview that I did with uh, a friend of mine. He became a friend of mine. He, he commented on a, a, a post, a couple of articles that I, that I wrote. Uh, golly, this is going back to 2012, I think. Uh, it's amazing when I think back of all the, the adventures I've had as the Catholic foodie since 2008. It's, always, it's been a lot of fun. It's been uh, really one adventure after another. Very excited about that. And Andrus is um, up in Boston, the Boston area, I believe. And uh, he works for a family company. And he's going to have to tell you the, the story. I'm going to play a little sound clip here. and may have to wait till the, uh, 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 the next segment um, it, before we can, can do that. Uh, but, but Andrus is just a, a neat dude, man. Just really cool family guy uh, and, and loves to cook. He actually worked in restaurants uh, before and loves to cook. And, uh, but, but, you know, has been working. He's, he's married, got children, been working in, in a family business, which is the steel industry, right? Been working with steel. And I think they, they supply like steel to like, um, you know, big companies, companies that make like Caterpillar, uh, the, the, uh, uh, tractor equipment and all that stuff. Uh, also he does, um, I think they, they make steel for like car companies. I don't like Mercedes and all. I mean, I don't know all the details, but it's big stuff, you know? Anyway, he, he loves to cook and he got to thinking one day it was really, he'll tell you the story. I'm going to play a, um, a clip from an interview I did with him, but he really um, came up with a product. This I mentioned earlier in the show about when you're cooking in an oven to try to, to maintain temperature, right? The, the right temperature uh, and even temperature. He came up with this thing called a baking steel. And uh, I interviewed him talking about the baking steel a couple of years ago when it first came out in 2012, the fall of 2012. He sent me one to test out and I, I loved it. it. It totally revolutionized the way that I make pizza at home. And I did a pizza show early on but probably uh, in May. And I think during my paternity leave, you probably heard that one once or twice uh, as an encore presentation. But I have uh, this lifelong passion of trying to make just the perfect pizza and to, to do it in a home oven, not in a, in a restaurant uh, oven. And it's been a challenge and I've definitely grown over the years. I've learned a lot about making pizza. I've learned a lot about the fun of making pizza too for families and getting families into the kitchen together to cook together and uh, to really share that whole experience. And the baking steel has made it just an absolute joy because it's enabled me to do things in the kitchen, in my oven that I could not have done otherwise. It's, it's really just been a, a phenomenal uh, experience for me. So uh, I wanted to, to tell you a little bit about that. If you uh, if you go to catholicfoodie.com, because I'm going to tell you about these articles here before the break, and then uh, when we come back from the break, I'm going to have this this interview play uh, for you just, just for that segment there. And uh, if you go to catholicfoodie.com, up at the top, uh, right underneath the big words that say the Catholic foodie where food meets faith, you're going to see a bunch of uh, menu items like main dishes, appetizers, side dishes, salads. It's all categories, different types of recipes that you can find. All the way over on the right, you're going to see pizza. And if you click on that, 
it's going to open up a, uh, a window there where uh, you have all the different articles that I have written about pizza over the years. How to make pizza at home, how to make pizza dough with beer, the baking steel revolutionizes home pizza making, my pizza by Jim Leahy and the American Dream, uh, create the crust you crave, baking, the baking steel is the answer for home pizza baking my inspiration behind my pizza dough, et cetera, et cetera, tons of them over there. And I will, um, I'll put links in the show notes, uh, today for this particular show to, to kind of help you along. I've got some recipe there, recipes there for dough. I've got some for sauce. I have some also for suggested toppings. So that's something that, uh, that I will share with you in the show notes. Uh, you are listening to the Catholic foodie show on you supporting real life radio. We do have to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. show here on Newsport Real Life Radio. I am your host, Jeff Young. So excited to have you back today. Listen, on this Monday afternoon, crazy, huh? I'm still, I still feel like it's Monday morning. Insane. Well, look, I've got this uh, interview here that I did with Andrew Lags, and I want to share with this with you. It's uh, the baking steel, talking about the baking steel, how it came about. So uh, let's take a listen. Well, I'm excited to have Andrus Lagsden on the phone with us today. Andrus, how are you doing? Jeff, I am great. Thank you for asking me. And how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I've been uh, eating lots of pizza lately for some reason. <laughs> I wonder why that is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's why we're talking today. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I saw that you were a big pizza fan and I I, I wanted, and I saw some of the, the challenges you were having with your own personal pizza making. I thought, hey, you are the perfect candidate for, for, for a baking steel. And I hope... I hope after a couple of uh, attempts with it, you see you've seen some differences. Oh, I have, I have, I, absolutely, and I, and I, and I want to talk to you about that too. I'm hoping I can get some advice from you. Uh, absolutely. But but first of all, tell what is this all about? I mean, you you this is a, a baking steel. You know, I, I'm used to having a um, a stone, right? A baking stone. Correct. Yeah. But what in the world is a baking steel? Where did all this come from? Uh, good question. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a foodie, Jeff. Uh, I'm in a, in a family business now. We, we work with steel. We design and make components for the, for the big guys, like the Caterpillars, the John Deere's, the Volvos of this world. Um, having a food background, I've always, I think once you're a foodie, you're always a foodie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last year, you know, um, and our businesses have always been looking, you know, I've always dreamed about having a consumer product. I've always wanted to. Just, um, something that fascinates me. Uh, little did I know it would, it would actually be in food. <laughs> in, any, in any case, uh, last year I'm, I'm reading uh, the Wall Street Journal in my office. I forget what, maybe like a Monday night or something. I'm just sitting there reading. And there's a new book out called The, the Modernist Cuisine. It's, it's written by uh, Nathan Meavold, who is mm-hmm. of Microsoft fame. Wow. Uh, he left Microsoft in the, in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. He's a, he's a fellow that went to college age 14. Oh, so wow. Pretty intelligent guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, aside from all of his, uh, his, I guess, rocket building and rocket science, he, he has a passion for cooking. And he's, I, I think, considered to be a master French chef. Man. And it, with a science mind and a, 
and a and a food background that's a that's a deadly combination oh, i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to cook against him <laughs> I, I cook with my soul <laughs> right. and i have some i have some training um he actually knows what's going on scientifically <laughs> which, mm. which is a great combination so he, he decided to, to write to write about this he, i think he opened up some test kitchens out in seattle washington or around that area and studied the art and science of cooking which is um, basically just taking traditional cooking methods and studying them as a science and challenging them like like nobody has before. Um, anyway, so this book caught my interest, and there's some blurbs. Now, I'll warn you, this book was, at the time, it was about $600. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah, very expensive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't get my hands on it. In fact, I went to my local library and, and requested it. I went back the, the, the following week and they kind of laughed at me. Wow. But so the Wall Street Journal is talking about this book and there were some questions asked. And, and one of the questions was, um, and this is, how do you, how do you make Neapolitan style pizza at home? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking, reading that like, Oh, that's interesting. And, and this is what his answer was, is to, to Google your local steel shop and have them cut out some metal and use huh. that as a conductor, like wow. as your stone. So it's almost like Jeff, someone took a baseball bat <laughs> and hit me over the head and said, you know, I got to do something with this. This is yeah. crazy. My steel background with food background. And so I go out, I go out to my, my steel yard out here. I grab some metal and I brought it home that week and I, I made some dough. I rolled it out and I'm like, and I made the pizza. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the, cr- and meanwhile, my wife is looking at me like, like I have like two heads because right. this piece of steel I bought home was not pristine. Right. <laughs> it yeah. almost looked like a piece of rust. <laughs> <laughs> However, I, I, I could not believe the results. So that's when I started thinking, I'm like, I got to do something with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I actually shelved it for a couple of months because our bi- main business was very busy. We were going through a lot of changes. Uh, around de- December, I just said, I'm running with this thing. So I spent about the next six to eight months designing it, mm. and, and which sounds pretty simple, but I, I, well, I didn't know how much involvement there is to bring a product to life. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was a new new venture for me, and <clears throat> and so I did that. I did a lot of testing. I talked to a lot of chefs. I, I, I gave a lot of these things out so people could try them to get feedback, um, and, you know, I made the nice thing about steel, Jeff, is that it's, it's, it's recycled by nature. It's, so it's a very green product, uh, which I love because we, we like to promote, you know, made in the USA here. We like to promote, you know, using green technology if we can. And right. steel by nature is a very green product. Um, a portion of every, you know, that new steel you get in, a portion of every steel has got recycled steel in it. Wow. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So we, we designed the product, you know, I had all the equipment here, Jeff, which was the beautiful, the beautiful thing about this product. I have a million dollars worth of equipment making this baking steel, which was dynamite. So I, we got designed it. I, you know, I got a, we have a big oven here so I can, I can season it with organic food oil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a little bit of art to that. Um, and we have what we thought was a, a beautiful product and I was so excited about it. Now I'm ready to, you know, we, we, redesigned our website. I'm ready to go bring this thing live. I'm okay, great. I got this beautiful product, but how, how can I get people to see this thing? 
which is when I went over to this uh, crowdsourcing platform called Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that, but that's just because uh, there's a lot of eyeball scouring Kickstarter almost every day looking for new projects, whether they be music, art, or technology. Um, if you have an idea and you want people to see it, this is the place to go. So you, you set a goal for your, you set a goal for yourself. In our case, since this was my my baby project, I didn't want to use my company money to kind of launch this thing. I wanted to right. kind of get a flavor for the market if there was a if there was a need for something like this. I'm removed from the food industry 15 years. <laughs> I knew this thing was pretty good, but I, I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> So we went on the Kickstarter with, with the goal to raise $3,000. And uh, we had 30 days to do that. Well, I think we hit our goal in, in less than 24 hours. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, which was amazing. And some of that was family and friends. But really, after, after the, you know, the first 12 hours, they were all out. People were just seeing this thing and started to buy it. Mm. And it was amazing. And the, the response that we got, my wildest dreams, Jeff, I thought if we could sell a hundred units on Kickstarter, it was going to be a go. The product would be a go. Wow. Okay. We sold 500. In wow. 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> People <laughs> like pizza. <laughs> People like pizza. And I didn't understand that there's this crazy in a good way, underground pizza making world. That wow. is just amazing. People are so passionate about making pizza. Yeah. They were so happy to finally <laughs> see that maybe this is the thing they've been waiting for to give them that oven spring, to give them that nice, crispy, airy, charred crust that they're looking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that one? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. the, the pizza stones are good. Um, I've used them in the past, but I just, I never was that excited about them. I've, I've broken a couple in my, in my career because yeah. they don't like that cold to hot temperature, you know, that immediate, uh, steel, one thing I about steel, it's not going to break. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then we, you know, then as our Kickstarter went on, there's a, there's a, a, a big food blog called serious eats and they have a, a pizza section called slice. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They have this, their chief creative officer, Kenji, who's a former MIT guy, wow. got a hold of me and said, hey, this thing looks pretty interesting. Can I test one out? I was nervous. I'm like, uh-oh, put myself out there. But uh, <laughs> he basically came out and tested it, and he did a beautiful review on um, in September, beginning of September. He said, basically, this is the best home uh, pizza product I have ever tested. Wow which was, I was blown away by, by that review because I knew it was good, but now I have somebody in that expert, you know, with, with the pizza expertise telling me that, hey, this thing is dynamite. Um, and we've been, you know, going ever since with this thing. And um, it's just been a fun, fun project. That, that, it's simply amazing. You know, it, it really is. And uh, yeah, I read the, the review there by uh, Kenji. I mean, I, mm-hmm. matter of fact, he, he wrote about it several times. It wasn't just yes, once. He, 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 he wrote, I think, uh, I think back in August, it, maybe it was August, he, he was uh, kind of given a, just a brief introduction. This is what's, what I've seen, and, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have a full review coming your way. Uh, and then he wrote that full review. And I think there was a couple other, other um, uh, posts that he put up there also. All of them are phenomenal. I mean, and I encourage anybody listening now to go check it out. I will have links in the show notes uh, because his pictures, his, his photographs are incredible. And it's he documents right. the entire process. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, 
you had sent me that link, and okay, uh, yeah. and I think I think what um, just as you know for full disclosure, I want to let everybody know that that you sent me. Uh, a baking steel as well so that I could uh, test it out. I recently wrote about pizza and uh, pizza is a passion for me. It's, it's my favorite food. I've been uh, mm-hmm. eating pizza all my life. I've, I've been um, uh, making pizza at home at least since I was, you know, just the first year or so of high school. If I, wow. I started with like Chef Boyardee kits, you know, <laughs> and, and they had one, they had one for a while I was doing, it was called the Appalachian Way. That was the name of it. And, uh, oh, I love it. and, and, and it just went from there to, you know, making my own dough and making my own sauce and, you know, but, but I've kind of studied this for years, just personally trying to better myself. And I think it, what, what, what it may have maybe had attracted you is something I wrote in, in one of those recent posts about how I pre-bake my crusts. Absolutely. I mean, that was my, my issue was I could never get my crust right. And, 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 and I saw your recipe, Jeff. It lo- your, Jeff. Your recipe looked dynamite. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, why is he pre-baking his crust? <laughs> because <laughs> I have a terrible oven. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that could be the case. But, you know, and that's, what, that's where the baking steel comes in. Because you can now have a, like an industrial-strength oven. Um, at home for, for the cost of, you know, less than a hundred dollars. It's, um, it's, it's pretty amazing. And I'm hoping that you see the results, the the differences and, and, and the crust and the charring and the airiness. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Catholic Foodie Show and you sport real life radio. We'll be back in just a minute. I'm your host, Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie. So glad that you could be here today on this Monday afternoon with me. Crazy Monday afternoon. Seems like Monday morning, I'm telling you. But the good news, the good news is that God is with us no matter what time of the day or night, right? And he is on our side. He's for us and not against us. That is such a a beautiful thing. The last segment I was playing with for you in an in, uh, in interview that actually took place a couple of years ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's um, with my friend Andrus Lagsden, the uh, the founder, the creator of the Baking Steel, and uh, we're going to continue that, resume that uh, that interview right now. I will tell you ahead of time, though, <clears throat> the entire conversation is longer than what we have time for today, so I'm going to let it run just a little bit. You can listen to more pizza, good pizza uh, discussion, you know, talk. I'm going to make you hungry right now. You're going to be leaving, you know, leaving the show at the end of the show. You'll be saying, "Man, I want some pizza today. What can I do to get some pizza?" And uh, and that's okay. You know, I've got plenty of recipes over at catholicfoodie.com uh, recipes for dough for sauce uh, suggested toppings for uh, pizzas and a little talk too there about how awesome it is to get your kids in the kitchen uh, to help you out especially especially when it comes to playing with the dough first of all and then secondly uh, decorating the pizza with uh, with toppings it's always a lot of fun uh, a lot more fun than just picking up the phone and calling you know your pizza delivery place that uh, you know uh, a lot more creativity involved here a lot more, I think, family fun. So it may take a little extra time, 
but I think it's worth it. And uh, let's continue to listen to what Andrus has to say about what I consider to be the, the probably the most revolutionary tool that I have uh, introduced into my kitchen when it comes to making pizzas. And I got to find out where I got to remember. Where. See, one thing at a time, folks. I can only do one thing at a time. Here we go. Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, that's, you know, the whole pre-baking thing for me came about, I don't know, maybe it was less, maybe about a year ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine who loves pizza and, and, and loves to cook pizza at home you know, for the family uh, regularly had recommended, oh, well, why don't you try doing, you know, just pre-baking it, not not fully pre-baking it, but just, you know how you can uh, maybe parboil rice, sure. for mm-hmm. instance? Well, this is like par-baking your pizza crust so that at least you know that that, that it's going to be cooked all the way through and the top is going to be, it's not going to be soggy. And uh, I tried it out, and that was about a year ago, and it was it was wonderful. Now, it's an extra step, and it's kind yeah. of a pain in the behind. And, yeah. you know, and I think... Uh, y- y- I love my pizza stones. I've got a couple of them. And that the problem, I have also broken a few <laughs> in my life <laughs> okay, sure. because I, you know, going from hot to cold, it, they just don't do well. Mm-hmm. And so I had, um, I had, matter of fact, what I have are a couple of, and I guess they're made, I, I always thought they were made out of steel, but they're probably made out of something else, um, some other kind of metal. I don't know if it's aluminum or what, but they're like Chicago style. Uh, one of them is a, perforated pizza tray and the okay. other one's like a deep dish tray. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would, uh, you know, when I make pizza, I do three, four at a time. And so I would alternate, you know, the stone goes first and the stone comes out. Then I got the other tray wow. and then I got the other tray and I've, you know, it's, so it's, it's always been like a, uh, a, a three ring circus in my kitchen when I make pizza. And that was one of the things that really kind of attracted me to what you've got. And, uh, you know, I, I received the, the baking steel in the, in the mail, I guess it was last, it was Monday, it was this week. Okay. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, I got to try this. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta get my stuff now. Let's go to the grocery now. <laughs> but, and, you, um, and you probably noticed, you know, one thing that I was nervous about, Jeff, when I was developing this thing was, was the weight of it. Oh, the yeah. The baking steel was, is 15 pounds. Right. And, it, and it's heavy. Um, and... The people were, I mean, the few people that were testing it, you know, they almost didn't mind the weight. What they, what they, what they were concerned with, though, more than anything, was, okay, I got this nice hunk of steel here. I don't want to go store this with my my all-clad pans, my beautiful pans. Right. And you come up, so a couple of people asked if I could come up with something. I, I found this, uh, what I think is a very cool recycled billboard. Um, so we have these what we call storage cases for it, which you put your, your steel in the case and it, it stores it nice and dry. It actually looks kind of cool. You can carry it with you to a pizza party if you need to make pizzas. It's a nice um, way to, to store your baking steel, uh, and I love that aspect of it. I do too. I mean, that, that, again, there's almost like a theme here of green. Yeah, exactly. And something that we're, we're proud here, you know, again, we're made in the USA – um, we try to keep everything here made in the USA. The bags we're having, we don't make the bags ourselves, but they are made here in the U.S. They're made out of, I think, 98% recycled materials. Oh, wow. We do need to buy zippers and things for them, but um, for the most part, it's recycled. You know, all billboards. So they have these unique designs to them. 
but they're all they're all different, which is great. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, my youngest was saying, "Well, Dad, what does this say? What is this?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> On the case, I, I don't know what that is. It looks cool, but I, I have no idea. <laughs> That's great. Which brings you know, and you said your son, and to me, making pizza is is an experience, and to make it's not difficult to make your own dough. It does take a little time, but when you get that. Friday evening, and you, you get your family together. You all toss on cheese together, and you're making these I mean, restaurant better than restaurant quality pies now right. at your own home um, at, a, at a fraction of the cost. And this, that having that community together with your friends and your family, I, to me, I, I get the goosebumps just thinking about doing that because it, it's amazing to me that experience. Oh, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, that's you know, um, you know, the, the Catholic foodie. What we're we, you know, the 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 byline here, or the and not the byline, the slogan, I guess, is uh, mm-hmm. you know where food meets faith, and 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 it meets it right there around the family table, and uh, that's what's that's so exciting. Awesome. And so, pizza is one of the things. I'm down here in South Louisiana, and so with Cajun cuisine and Creole cuisine, uh, it's all one pot cooking it's it, it's big pot cooking and it mm-hmm. because it's all about family and it's all about big parties and right. it's all about so, the community you know mm-hmm. and and that's a thing too i think with the italians and you see pizza and what that's all about it's not for one person typically no, and although you can you know you can certainly do that i used to eat many pizza by my many a pizza by myself when i was in high school <laughs> but um <laughs> you know it, it, it it's about family it's about community it's it's amazing, and you know, and as we were developing this product, Jeff, too, is uh, one thing I was trying to, you know, we're, we're trying to do this on our own on the on the web with the social thing to keep the cost down if we can. Um, one thing we want to do to to kind of give back to the community is we're thinking, okay, we got a, a great food product here, um, and I've talked to you know, and pizza, Jeff, is healthy if it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. If, if you have fresh vegetables, fresh you know tomatoes. It's a good, it's a good nutritious meal for you. And I think some people overlook that. Um, it's not. But in any case, we, we, we talked to, uh, we partnered with the Greater Boston Food Bank in Boston, um, which is they do a tremendous job. I think they feed somewhere about ninety thousand families a week in the New England area. Uh, and I thought, what a great if we could somehow give back to them to help feed the poor, to help. Cause you know, we're all so lucky. I think we were so fortunate and we take some things for granted. Um, in any case, what we've decided to do is that, you know, every baking steel that we sell buys meals for the greater Boston food bank. Oh, that's awesome. And that's something that we're just so proud of here. And we've, all of us have been on, you know, uh, in our company go over there and we volunteer our time as well as, finance as much as we can. So every, every baking still we sell gives proceeds to the poor that need the meals, which to me is the best part of the story. It's amazing to me. Um, well, I, I tell you that, that stuck out to me because when I, when I, um, when I opened up the box, I was so excited. I was thinking to myself, should I, should I video this? Should I, <laughs> the, the unveiling of what could be the answer to all my problems? <laughs> I mean, you know, what do I do? Uh, but I didn't because I, you know, the, the, the kitchen was a mess and it would have been, you know, embarrassing. But, um, but that was my thought. And anyway, when I, when I unveiled it, when I unboxed it, when I took it out, uh, one of the things that really just jumped out at me was uh, tied around uh, 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 the, the, the loop, right? The hole that's in that, that one area mm-hmm. was a, a little card. And, and the card on one side says that it's got a, a, the logo of the greater Boston food bank. And it says that every steel 
buys a meal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, wow, that is really, really cool. And uh, by the way, while I, while I, I'll put a plug in here for you, it's uh, facebook.com slash baking steel, right? Y'all have got a page there on Facebook. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> Facebook.com slash baking steel. So people can upload pictures of their, their pizza or bread or, or whatever, or just get news over there on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the second thing that really jumped out when I turned that card over, it said, you know, the baking steel, it said, create the crust you crave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> it's great. You know, my wife came up with that slogan. We were thinking of something, you know, what can we come up with? And really that's what it comes down to create that crust that you crave. And it's just, um, and you, you know, I'm floored each time I, I roll up my pizzas. I usually do four at a time. I make my doughs and I'm blown away by the results each and every time. Some, some are better than others, no doubt, but, so generally speaking, that crust is just always sparkling with uh, with that airiness and that crispness that I love, and I think most pizza lovers do love. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that you know, the the thing that I have lamented, and I've written about pizza a lot over the last. I mean, I've been doing this since uh, 2008, so the last what four years wow. or so. Wow. Um, I've written a lot about pizza and. The thing that I lament over and over again is the fact that my oven just goes up to 500. At least I thought it went up to 500, but actually, the marker, you know, where the the the, the knob only goes up to 475, and then I've got the broiler. So I, I'm just imagining that maybe, perhaps, if I'm lucky on a certain day, it might get up to 500. But uh, yeah. and that's right, folks. This is uh, again the interview that I had with Andrus Lagsden. Uh, we're going to have to come back to that. We are running out of time here on the Catholic Foodie, but I will certainly share some more with you. Who knows? Maybe we'll just make this whole week pizza week. What do you think? Possible? Maybe? I think it's a possibility. Uh, Definitely a possibility in my book. Matter of fact, I think I'll be uh, starting a dough when I get back home uh, today. I have to put uh, get a dough started and make some pizza, I think. Uh, But you have been listening to the Catholic Foodie Show here on You Supported Real Life Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Young. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you tomorrow. Until then, bon appetit. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.